Hello and welcome back to the Anime Fridge. I am your host, Arthur, and with me as always is my co-host, Brian. Brian, how are you today? I'm doing great. I'm doing fantastic. How are you? I am also doing fantastic and great, just like you. You know, it is a, a Monday afternoon, a little out of the norm for us to record this amazing podcast. But, you know, sometimes we are grown people. We got schedules and stuff, so sometimes circumstances happen. Gotta do Luckily, what you gotta do. Absolutely, man. And, you know, this podcast is only our, um, our our fun thing to do in the side. So, you know, but we do have an obligation to our listeners. So we're here on a Monday to bring you an episode. So worry Another not. Another amazing listener. episode of the Anime Fridge. I'm Brian. That's Arthur. And uh, Boom. Uh, thank you for listening. Bye-bye, guys. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> nice transition, man. Nice transition. But... You know, we're talking about um, last time we went to review a Bakemonogatari, and you know, I think um, I was honestly shocked, Brian, to be honest with you, that you enjoyed it. To be quite frank with you, you really? know, you're Why? like, oh, I don't know, man. You, you know, you just a lot of the times the shows that I really enjoy, you seem to not enjoy. <laughs> or no, like, I... no, this yeah. show's been a trip, honestly. Like, there's so much. I feel like it's so dense. It's so good. It's like. I don't know. Right. I feel like I think I said it last time where it's something where like it's kind of traveling to Mecca or whatever. It's like yeah, like something where like you're really into anime. You should watch at least once, you know. Sure, yeah, for sure. It's one of yeah, it's one of those um cult cult favorites. Like you know, I think uh, the anime fandom knows Monogatari series, but the shonen the shonen guys don't really know it. Obviously, all they care about is shonen, Demon Slayer, Black Clover, blah blah blah. But you know, Dragon if you're discussing. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Oh God. Looking, dude. Do not bring up Dragon Ball Z in front of me, Brian. I will get <laughs> triggered. But I mean, today we're just gonna bring you another episode of um more anime, of course. But before we do that, what are we gonna get into, Brian? So obviously we're gonna get into the sequel of Bakemonogatari, Nizemonogatari, whatever that means. Perhaps you can explain. Oh, absolutely. Um, something fairy tale and then we're going to be talking about gaming i be, I feel like there's a lot of news right now with nintendo going on to a 35th anniversary of super mario yeah um we got xbox we got mobile games and that's about it that's what we're getting into today oh so no ps5 damn dude. oh Hot ps5 takes. yeah no <laughs> I, it's forgettable like the ps4 oh shit this is this is getting spicy man all right well of course yeah we're gonna talk about consoles and uh we will get into Nisei Monogatari, of course, until Brian gets bored of the series, which I don't think it's going to happen. I mean, I think um, it's one of those series that you either jump in liking it or you don't. Yeah. You know? It's also really agree? long. Because right? there's, there's a couple, there's movies, there's like a couple more seasons. Yeah. And so, you know, you always get worried if, if it's all going to be good, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be good. Yeah, this is one of those series that as it goes on, it gets better. There's some, you know, there's some, there's a few like, you know, OVAs that are kind of, you know, oh, not as good as the last season stuff, but, you know, every show's like that no matter what. Yeah. All right. Let's just jump right into this then. So, okay, so let's talk about the Xbox Series S, right? So that got revealed um, because of a leak, which happened on Xbox, which is pretty funny. And the Xbox, yeah, it was. Did they plan it out? No, I I think Pringles leaked it by accident. That was the whole meme. <laughs> God damn! I it didn't was... even heard about that. I just heard that it it was just announced and they came out with like the commercial or whatever. No, they um Xbox Series S. What they did, yeah, they they had um, it got leaked by Pringles, and then on Twitter they posted that meme of that guy, you know, looking at the camera and looking back forward, you know, like, 
I don't know if you know what I mean, but there's a meme that he's like looking to the side and forward, and they posted that, and then Flexio, they came out and was like, "You guys called," and it's you know <laughs> it's funny, like cause, yeah. you know oh it's a leak, right? It, it, was, it was all funny, but and then they announced, "All right, since it's been leaked, and here it is. Here's the official Xbox Series S," and they announced it, and uh, with their price point of two ninety nine, dude. What do you think about that price point, man? Um, I haven't looked at the specs. Are the specs good? Because I feel like you know whenever. Whenever you get something Ooh, yeah. at that price point, it got to be compromising something, either like low storage, low specs. I know there's no disc, but yeah, right. I mean, we're we're moving towards downloaded anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, for I, I agree. I mean, yeah, the, the main thing that you see it, first of all, it's really small. It's tiny, right? It's, like, it's really small. And the specs are that, so the X has an terabyte of SSD. This one only has 556 SSD, so a lot less. I mean, yeah, it's half. It's half, but you yeah. know, it's about half the price, so I guess. But and also, it won't be able to play 8K and it won't be able to play 4K natively, but it can run the games in 1440p, mm-hmm. which is almost 4K. And you know, I'm sure that this console is focused on the moms, right? The moms looking for a present for their kids for this yeah. holiday season. And if Xbox manages to get like this price point going and you know, if if PS5 comes out with their two versions of the PS5 disc and discless, and you know they can't compete with 299, they already won in that point already in terms of like yeah. what, especially during this time of COVID, right? People are like very, you know, tight with money mm-hmm. and they don't want to spend a lot of money, and they're gonna have to buy a new console for their kids, whatever. They're gonna go for the cheapest console, most likely, which is gonna be the Series S and or yeah. Nintendo Switch. And there's no like upgrade options, like. Like the series, that's just, like that's it. There's no like, there's no storage update. There's nothing. That's just like yeah, straight up like that. No, I mean they're gonna sell um an external SSD you can plug in, of course. Mm-hmm. So you can add more storage like that, you know, of course. And it's gonna be like a like an old memory card from the GameCube. You know, you just put it in like it's like a small little thing. You put it in the back and you take it out and you put another one in for more storage. Just full circle, full circle. <laughs> I know, we said it last time about the Nintendo Switch, the cartridges, so. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's just one of those, it's just, and the I mean, PS5, that, go ahead. Those specs for that price doesn't sound that bad, to be honest, because I feel like kids yeah. don't care if it's in 4K, they can't even tell the difference, yep. you know? Yep. So I feel like that's probably going to be like a really good seller, especially if it's like $200 under the PS5. Yeah. Yeah, so I feel like I feel like this. What's the what's the thing with like the little black thing in the in like the side of it? That's the fan. Oh, that's the fan. Yeah. See, that's the thing. That's kind of ugly. It's it's really ugly. There's been a meme that people are saying it looks like a, a like a, a drive through speaker. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> or like a really big mole. Yeah, it does. But I, it's just like it, it's really small, and that's all I can say about it. It's small, and you're right for this next generation. It has good enough power. Then I don't think it's enough for people to care too much. Yeah. And first of all, if you really care, you're gonna need a 4K TV. And like, people have 4K TVs nowadays. But then again, like, how many, you know, families really do? Like in terms yeah. of like, you know, moms and kids and families. I don't know how many dads really care about that too much nowadays. And yeah. You know, like, I don't know. So. Even if you get the, the the Series X, you need a 4K, 4K TV, TV in the first place. Yeah, exactly. So honestly, so, um, I don't know. That's kind of sick. I think I think if I were to get one, I, I think I'd get a Series S because I'm not too into like console gaming. You know? Sure. Because <laughs> I'm PC yeah. master race after all now. 
yeah, officially course, converted. Yeah. So, and so I mean, yeah, yeah I'm I gonna like get this series deal because, like, I mean, yeah. How much sure. was a PS4 and Xbox One? Xbox One was five hundred dollars when it first came out, and the PS4 was four hundred dollars. See, yeah, I feel like that's definitely that's definitely better because they didn't even, they don't even have SSDs, they don't even have 4K. Well, do yeah. they have 4K? On what? On the PS4 and the Xbox One. When they first came out, no. Yeah, so exactly. So I feel like. For the time, I mean, for the money, that's definitely a good deal. I mean, it's because yeah. technology has advanced, right? SSDs Absolutely. have become more available and we're at 4K, cheaper to make. 8K, 16K, whatever. Yeah, I mean, for exactly. I mean, it's cheaper to make stuff like this now. They can compact it more into one little console. Because, I mean, you've seen the Xbox One when it first came out. It was a big DVR. That was a joke, right? But Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which is weird because I feel like, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like. They don't feel that dated, but they really are if you think about it in like today's term. Dude, it came out like eight years ago, man. Yeah, that's crazy. That's insane. But you know, I don't know. Like, so how do you think PS Five will respond? Like, I've heard rumors that since Xbox blinked first, they've always done this first. The P Sony always waits for Xbox first. Last year they did the same thing. They didn't announce a price until Xbox did it first. So. When Xbox announced their 499 price, PS4 was like, okay, 399 for us, 100 bucks cheaper. But I think this time they can't compete with Xbox. I think it's impossible. Well, I don't think they have anything similar to the Model S, right? Because, because oh no, because um, Xbox has three consoles: the S, the X, and the V. Uh, the V is still um a leaked rumor, but you know, so was oh. the S. Oh really? Well, didn't Xbox like officially announce this though? No, the S is real. The yeah, V, the though, S. I'm saying. The V is not real yet. It's still a leaked thing that may be real or not. And then what's the big boy called? The, f- the Series X. So the X and the S. Yeah. And there's going to be pop filters. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> but I feel like if they do come out with a Series 5, I think it's basically game over. Because they have, like, Xbox will have, like, a, like all the price points, you know? Where, like, yeah. PS4 would, I mean, PS5 would just have two. Yeah, you're right. And, you know, we were talking about the price point um, earlier in the week. Like, you said it was going to be, you know, 599 for the regular and 499 for the disc list. Do you still believe that? Probably not. It's probably probably 599 I mean, 499 for the... Oh, wait, what? No, no yeah, you're right. Five ninety nine for for the X, and then if there's a disc list, like 499 And then you have the 399 I mean, yeah, it's great, but like I so like I've heard rumors that they've already discussed price cuts on the PS5. Apparently, really? yeah, I think um they saw what Xbox did, so they had to. So yeah. I think, I think what they what they did was their PS5 was probably at 4.99 as well, mm-hmm. but they're gonna cut down to 4.50 now. I think okay. so. Which isn't like a huge cut, but still, still good. It's gonna be a you know. It's like you said earlier too. It's gonna, it's a, it's gonna be. I'm sure they're gonna take a hit on the. So like Xbox and PS5 are gonna both take hits on the console. They always do, mm-hmm. but they make up for it with their subscriptions like Xbox Live Game Pass, Xbox Live. You know, um, their accessories. They're gonna have uh, external SSDs you can plug in. You know, whatever, all that shit. It's gonna yeah. make up for the lost money. I think. Yeah, definitely. So, so I mean, I think. 
for the future of gaming, you know, uh, people always say that Xbox is kind of pointless at this point because, you know, as you said, PC Master Race and Xbox has already said that every game that comes out on Xbox is going to be available on PC already on, on the Windows Store. Oh, no way. So, yeah, so people are saying that it is pretty much useless to get an Xbox at this point, but, you know, uh, sometimes I just like playing video games on, on my, you know, my chair, on my couch, just sitting back on a bigger TV than on yeah. my... My my monitors, you know, it's a twenty seven inch. It's not it's not small, but you know, I got my but, sixty my fifty eight inch TV right here. That's much bigger. So yeah, exactly. I feel like console, like I feel like you know, there's there's a there's like kind of a kind of like a validity to like PC Master Race, but I feel like console is just like a different vibe. You know, sometimes you just want to be on the couch right. like more exactly. in, in yes. like a relax in in a, like a relaxed space, or like you just want to move away. You know. Because, like, sure, the best yeah. thing about PC Master is that everything's in one, but also the worst thing is, like, everything's in one, you know? You can't move around with it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, definitely, does that mean we can play Overwatch 2 together? My, me on PC, you on Xbox? Is that a thing? No, no, no. Well, I going to be up to Blizzard. Is there going to be little bodies? Yeah. I mean, so, like, if you get um the Xbox edition of Overwatch and you get it on your PC... Um, on Windows Edition, yes, we can play together. It's the same game, technically. Yeah, but just on a different thing. Right, yes. And, you know, I don't know. That's pretty much it for that. I mean, let's jump into the Nintendo Direct, shall we? Let's, I mean, shoot, yeah, you, dude. You told me it was juicy. Tell me tell me what was juicy about it. All right, so first things first, what they did. Um, The Game & Watch, bro. Are you getting that shit? I think I want it for like collectors, but I don't know yeah. if I if I'd really want it though, you know. Yeah. Like maybe I, mean, I could use it for like a clock for like decoration, but then like if I want to collect it, I should just keep it in the box. You know, it's like I know, right? Yeah. It's like something where like you shell out the money now, and you don't have to pay people three hundred dollars later when you change your mind. Oh man, yeah, exactly. But what well, what are your thoughts on it? I mean, I think it's cool. It's a cute little, you know. A little thing, it's a little quirky thing, whatever. I, I'm not really interested in that too much, to be honest. But I just thought it was, it, it was cool. Yeah, and, it was definitely cool. And I'm with you on that. I think it's a a collector's thing. So yeah, it's gonna be one of those. Um, I feel like if you keep it for a long time, it's gonna be extremely rare, to be honest. Yeah, or just when like people like look back at it, like me, because like I've been trying to find all the Mario parties and like right, people still want to charge like thirty, forty dollars for it and like. Oof, yeah. That's almost like the original price, twenty, twenty, or like fifteen years later. Yeah, it's just bullshit, dude. Such yeah. bullshit. I mean, it just shows you how, like, how, like, well, I don't know. I don't like looking at things like that, like an investment, because then you get resellers, which make the marketplace real toxic. You know? Yeah. For I feel sure. like in the ideal world, the people who would buy this shit is like people who would keep it. But I mean, the day and age now with like the internet and how easy it is to sell online, people just buy that shit just to make money off it. Yeah, the scalpers, no, seen, yeah. Yeah, we've seen that with, the, like, the Switch recently, and so, like... Oh, yeah. So, like, yeah, so, like, I don't think... I don't think I'll buy it. I'll let somebody who, like, hopefully, who actually really wants it and that thinks it's, like, legit to get it. I... I you know what? Yeah, you're, you're right. I didn't think about it that way, but... You're right, but... You know, if you guys really want to get this thing, and you go on Facebook, and you see someone selling it for, like, double the price, don't buy it. Yeah. Just stop, all right? Wait until nobody buys it, and they'll bring it down to retail value, probably, and then buy it off them. Because all you're doing is supporting these people. So don't yeah. support them. Yeah, don't support them. Support anime. 
to, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then the other thing they announced was uh, Super Mario Bros. 35, you know? It's uh, the Battle Royale Mario. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was super cool. Like, they took, like, the Tetris formula. And well, just... let me tell you something, Brian. This game is already a thing about five months ago. Really? The Mario but, Mario 35? Yes. Mario Battle Royale with 100 players, though. It was 100 players. You can play it on PC, a little Flash game. Uh-huh. Some guy made it, and Nintendo copyrighted them and shut them down. And they made their own game now, which is yeah. hilarious. So, you know, it just goes to show, man. Copywriting is a real thing. Don't yeah. do it. Big Nintendo came down, put their yeah. dick on the table, and told them, like, hey, if you want to do this shit, you got to pay me. Yeah, pretty much. And this game is only available until March 31st, 2021. So, I thought get that was to it. Do you think that's just like. Do you think it's only there for like celebration or like? Yeah, I think it's just celebration. Or maybe maybe they're gonna see how good it's doing, and then they'll actually release it, you know, to buy. Actually, I don't know. It'd be actually like kind of like a cool. Um, it'd be a cool thing if they do it like seasonally. You know, like every right. every holiday season they bring it back for people to play, and it Ooh, can be kind of that'd like be a cool actually. Like like a McRib. Yes, exactly. Like a McRib. <laughs> Very <laughs> or the good. Travi Patty. Ooh, shit, the, the the shamrock shake. No, no, the Travi Patty. What the fuck is that? Like, do you know what it is? And then you start playing sicko mode? All right, man, I hate you. No, you haven't heard the McDonald's thing or like Travis Scott? Okay, the Travis Scott burger? Yes, I have, yeah. Yeah, the Travi Patty. Oh, is that what they're calling it, the Travi Patty? That's funny. Yeah, and there's a meme where like, they go to McDonald's and like, like um, sir, what do you want? <laughs> And then, like, you know what I want. And then, you know the beat to sickle mode? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they, they just play that instead. <laughs> oh, it's funny. And I'm pretty funny. sure every McDonald's employee is, like, like spitting in their food, whoever does that. I know, right? I'd be that. I'd be so annoyed, dude. All right. Well, let's move on to um the, the biggest two reveals. The first one being Super Mario 3D World is getting a port over to Nintendo Switch, which is from the Wii U. Super Mario 3D World. 3D yeah. World. Yeah, did you ever play this game, Brian, on the Wii U? I did, but my friend had it, and, like, right. I was going over to the house, and we'd, like, try to beat it every once in a while, but then we eventually just stopped, so I never beat it, and it's kind of kind of shows you how, like, how I feel about that game. Okay, let me tell you something. Why did you stop, though? Did you stop because it was hard, or because you just bored of it? It just got boring. Like, you know? That's fair. Yeah. I just feel I like mean... those kind of type of Mario games, like... Like, I feel like Super Mario kind of hit a low point. Like, what's the Wii and the Wii what? U, personally? <laughs> and then I think Odyssey ah, brought it back, though. Okay, I enjoyed 3D World a whole lot. Really? I did. When they annu- I was hyped for this announcement. But, okay, when you played 3D World, was it because the characters moved too slow? Um, You remember it, that? It was also, like, the frame rate, too. Like, they look wonky. Okay, see, that was a complaint, too. The frame rate on the Wii U just couldn't handle, I guess, the 3D world. And not only that, people complain about how slow the characters move, which I yeah, agree. They move yeah. extremely slow. But luckily for us, 3D world is going to get uh, you know, an upscaling, and it's going to get sped up by 30%. Hell yeah. Thank God. So maybe you can come back to it and enjoy a little bit, you know? Maybe and it's going to have online. It. Maybe we can play it live on Twitch. You know, Anime Fridge going on Twitch, baby. We live streaming. We live streaming. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, they're gonna have online multiplayer. So I mean, we can probably that'd be fun. Oh yeah, damn. Okay, COVID, yeah. COVID just fucks everything, you know. Yeah, I know. I hate it. And now for the big one, Brian, for the biggest, biggest announcement they had, you know, 
Ooh la la, but, ooh la la. Yes, oh. tell, me, tell me about it, tell me about it. It's Super Mario All-Stars. Oh, no, 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 my bad. Super Mario 3D. He, oh, my God, what's it called again? 3D All-Stars. 3D All-Stars, Good God. yeah. Good God. It's um essentially three games, you know, three of the classic 3D games. So first of all, Super Mario 64, Super Mario Sunshine, Ooh. and Super Mario Galaxy. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Are coming to Nintendo Switch in one package. So... You know, everybody was hyped for it. Everybody was looking forward to a Sunshine remake or a Sunshine sequel. And, mm-hmm. you know, we, we, we got it pretty much with the two extra games in the side. Because, you know, 64 has been brought over plenty of times already, right? On the Wii. It's been yep. on, um, on the on Wii DS. U, I think, too. On the DS. Yeah, it's been everything, bro. But Sunshine has got nothing at all. No attention. We're finally getting it back. So, you know, with an also an upscaling of uh, Sunshine and Galaxy. So, you know, I'm hyped for that. What about you? What do you think about that, man? I'm hyped. Um, and just a little message. I want to give a little message. Um, Say it. To all the people on our Nintendo, our, our um, Switch, I think that's what it's called. Uh, just do everybody's favor and just shut the fuck up. Like, the, I just feel like people just bitch and complain over everything and, like, I feel like those subreddits have been like spammed with posts like, "Oh, the 3D doesn't have this. 3D doesn't have that. It doesn't say so long, gay Bowser." Like, it's a Chinju port. Like, I feel like honestly, I had to delete Reddit off my phone just because it, it comes because it comes out this Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It comes out this Friday, and like the negativity on that subreddit just for like a fucking port. Just like, bro, shut the fuck up. Like. It's so annoying. Like nobody cares. Like, like you get to play like Mario sixty four Sunshine and like fucking Mario Galaxy in one game. Just like I'm sorry that your over realistic dreams have been crushed, but just enjoy the game. Like who cares? I I don't even know what they complain about. I swear it's a new. Po- I feel like like you know maybe one post about like the upscaling or like maybe not having the glitches or whatever. But I swear, it's yeah, for every speed fucking runs, right? day. Yeah. Shut the fuck up! Oh my god, like oh my it's god, just so yeah. toxic. I'm with you. I'm with you there, dude. And I the think it's the worst. Complain that that like Animal Crossing. I read a post the other day where it's like, oh no, I've played Animal Crossing for 600 hours, and I don't think there's enough content. How the fuck could you play a game for 600 hours and not think there's enough content, bro? What have you been doing? That's insane. <laughs> and they're complaining about the lack of wow. content. And like, <sighs> I don't know. Sorry. Just had to get that off my chest because, like, I was so no. hyped. And then people just keep bitching. And I don't even know what they're bitching about. I feel like, I don't know. Like, it's annoying. Dude, no, I'm totally with you. I fucking hate people on the internet so much for this reason, too. People are complaining about the price point of this game, too. That 60 bucks is too much money. That's a fucking games. game. That's a that's a price of a game, bro. Like, you can go out and buy every other game for that same price. You can buy Odyssey five years later, three years later. I don't know how Mario long Kart. Odyssey's been out for the same Mario price, Kart. you know? Yeah, Breath of the Wild, same price, sixty dollars. People are saying it should be thirty bucks since they're old games and they're bringing them back. I'm like, listen, <sighs> so dude, dumb. don't buy this game. All right, it's not for you. You don't care about fucking Mario at all. Then I'm buying this game. You pre-ordered this shit already. As soon as it got announced, so did I. You yeah. know. 
we're in this, bro. I don't give a fuck. I, I want Sunshine. I want Mario Galaxy. I want to play them again. You know, Mario 64 is, is a, already a plus. I'm going to play it eventually. Too, it's, it's on there. I'm not yeah. going to play it. Oh, I'm not going to play it, so I hate I'm not going to buy this fucking game. I'm going to play 64 too, bro. It's my childhood, you know? Stop yeah. complaining for a little bitch-ass thing. And people are getting mad that it's going to only be available until March 31st, you know? That little bundle thing. But you don't know what they mean by that, okay? Yeah. I think what they mean by that is that it's going to be available, the three-pack, until March 31st. And then after this day, they're going to sell them all separately in yeah. little ports, you know? And there's, like, so I think, things too, huh? Right. Yes, yeah. And then people are complaining about the fucking menu, dude, for um, yeah, the also menu. Like, oh, the menu's bland. Menu like, dude, what, what the fuck are we doing? Are you guys that bored because COVID-19? Get a fucking life, dude. Holy yeah. shit. I don't, so, I don't know. Oh, I feel like God. the hype was just so toxic, bro. Like, I, like, uh like poor nintendo dude honestly like i don't know what people like you know people want shit from nintendo and they give them shit like oh my god nintendo never wants like gives us mario sunshine boom we got it you know we got you know uh oh this new mario kart game you know live home circuit people are mad about that it's not mario kart 9 it's like bro this is this is this is is, is ar dude this is cool it's cool have you not seen it let's try it out i mean you, you might not pay 100 bucks for it but it might be the future of gaming you know just nintendo's always been known to change it up has been known to experiment dude yeah why the hell not if you're not gonna play don't play it go play your fucking mario kart go on your phone already then dude i don't give a fuck yeah it's a freaking tour well oh god like people don't understand like because I don't kind of, I also don't support like limited runs or whatever. Like I think it's better if it's right. just like accessible for everybody. But they're celebrating the thirty fifth birthday, you know. Right. And I feel like making it feel special for the thirty fifth of Mario. I think that's yes. right because I have the twenty twenty fifth for the Wii. The, for the Wii, I have that one. And honestly, like if they do the same thing what they did for that one, it was a great value because I got like a lot of concept art. I got yes. I got the soundtrack. I got the games. And, like, everything's, like, really good packaging. And, like, the box has held up. Like, I have it displayed in my room, and it just looks great. Like, like it was definitely worth the cop. You know, they they released Mario All-Stars a billion yeah. times. Like, oh, man, yeah. I think they've been releasing Mario All-Stars since the SNES. And so, like... I think you're right. Yeah. Like, Mario All-Stars, like, it's not new, but I still bought it. And, like, it's a great game. And, like, I think they're doing the same thing. Like, they're going to give you good packaging. It's going to be special because it's Mario's 35th anniversary. Not, yeah. It doesn't happen a lot. And so, like, yeah. Yeah. So just chill, bro. Just chill and enjoy. No matter, yeah, no matter what, people can't be happy. doesn't matter what Nintendo does or any other gaming company. Like, even Blizzard, they do one thing. People get mad at the nerves, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's like, okay, dude. You know, you can't please everybody, but this is one of those things that just pisses me off the most. I don't know. I, you're right. I'm, I agree. I was just getting, I was getting mad at this shit because it's like, oh, my God, dude. Everything they did has been a nightmare. But now people... So, like, think about this, right? Since next year is going to be Zelda's 35th anniversary. So people also expect the same thing now for Zelda. They want... I've been seeing that too, yeah. Yeah. People Even like, though Zelda oh. has never done that. Yeah, people are like, oh, Zelda better do Wind Waker, uh, Twilight Princess, and Skyward Sword in one 3D package. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, okay, dude. Listen, motherfucker. They don't got to do shit. Yeah. They don't want to. And first of all, Mario is the number one, like you know, thing. So, mm-hmm. of course, it's going to get more attention, Mario. But, I mean, what I would want is a port of the Metroid uh, Prime trilogy on Switch. That'd be nice, but I'm not going to fucking, you know, send hate mail and be like, hey, you need, you need to do this shit because I'm a, I'm a, you know, I'm entitled to it. Yeah. It's like, you know, I want that and if they give it to me, cool, I'll be happy, but damn. Yes. These people, man, they're so nuts. Essentially, Nintendo, there's a lot of money to, like, <laughs> do your old games. 
I don't know why yeah. they've reluctant to put the virtual console on Switch. Yeah. I think that's kind of weird. Because I feel like a lot of people like, like that shit, you know? And yeah. And the Zelda thing is weird because like, there's no precedence behind it, you mm-hmm. know? Aside from, like, do you remember that gold cartridge game? I think it was on the N64. Right. Where it had like the first two or three Legend of Zeldas. Oh, wait. Before they went 3Ds. I think yes. it was on the SNES, actually. Was it? Okay, probably was. I think that's the only time I've ever heard of them do something like that. But, like, aside from that, they've there isn't, a, like, a legacy like Mario, where, like, Mario's been doing Mario All-Star since the SNES, you know? So yeah, you're get, right. I mean... People get their right. hopes up for no reason. I know they, they, they've done, like, I think for their anniversary, they've done remakes of games, like Ocarina of Time 3D. Yeah, single you know? remakes. But that's it. Never like, oh, here's a package of everything. It's like, okay, I don't know. That's going to even happen. I feel like Zelda games are too big. Yeah, they're huge. Yeah, they're too big of a game. And I'm not insulting Mario. I think it's just, you know, it's a fact. You know, it's a it's a bigger RPG. You know, it's just so... I mean, games. the only thing I'm disappointed about, which I think um they're going to come out later on to reveal, Mario Galaxy 2 is going to be yeah. a, also a port. It's going to be a port, by, I think, by itself. Yeah, do you think so? I think so, but I'm not. I'm not mad about it. Like, oh, Mario Galaxy Two wasn't in that 3D All Stars. I'm pissed. Okay, okay, dude. No, whatever. It's fine. We got three good games. I'm happy about it. All right, that's enough ranting, man. Shall we move on? Yes. All right, Brian. What's we got on the docket? On the on the docket. Oh yeah. Like dock and plop. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, do you want to talk about um gotcha games? Let's get it then. All right. First of all, Brian, what is a gotcha game? Because you know, this is this is what I was we're talking about earlier. That sometimes when when I say words, I don't you know we don't clarify the words what they mean. So what is a gotcha game? Not everybody knows what that means. So you want me to explain it or you got it? Um. Well, let me explain it because you literally explained it to me like forty minutes ago. <laughs> Go ahead. So like a gotcha game is a game where where like you're collecting characters and like. I think there's a kind of like a loose story or whatever. I'm not sure if they have to be beat em ups. The one gotcha game I did play was kind of like a beat em up, you know? Okay, or no, right. I don't know what it was. It was actually turn based. I'm getting sidetracked, sorry. So you're trying to collect characters, <laughs> right? Like of, of a yeah. franchise. Like the super popular one here in the US, I think, is Dragon Ball. Um, yes. As I previously said, I played the one with One Piece where, like, um, you know, you get like packs where, like, oh, there's Luffy. And then you try to get, like, it was like randomized. And so, like, you can get Nami, or you can get Robin, but there's a special edition Robin, which is wearing this different outfit, different abilities, or whatever. Of course. And it's kind of like, it's kind of like trading card games, but like mobile in a way. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, like you know when like you get yeah. like a Pokemon card and you pull a pack and you see who you get. Yes, I say exactly what Gotcha is right there. So the exact definition of Gotcha is, um, you know, I guess where this came from is from, is from Japan, of course, when you go to the store, right? Sometimes, say you go to the laundromat when you were a kid, and they had a little, you know, the little, um, I guess, like the homies. Remember the homies? Yeah, I love the homies. So you, you put a little coin in there, right? And you spin the machine. And then out of the machine, you got a little homie, and it's a random little homie that was like encased like in a black little capsule. And you open it up, like, oh, that's what I got. And you're like, oh, but I wanted that homie. So you put more money into the machine until yeah. you get the homie you get. Essentially, that's where it came from. 
but Japan started this first. Back in the day, they did the same thing. They put little black capsules of little, you know, anime, you know, merchandise. You know, One Piece characters came in little chibi forms, and you know, it had right there on the on the little machine. You can get these versions of the characters, and you spent money trying to get that character over and over again, and that's how it came from. And then Gotcha, as you as you said, came over to the mobile games. And now is part of the mobile games, which in terms of how Brian explained it, you can put money into the game to get the character you want of a limited run of a, a gotcha a banner. That's what they're called. Sometimes they have banners of like, you know, oh, there's Fire Fist Ace for limited time only. You can only get him right now within, you know, these two weeks of time. And then you yeah. roll for him. And that's, that's all it is. That's, that's a gotcha game, essentially. And, you know, most of these games are very um, free to play course you can put in your money real life money for exchange of uh you know they call saint courts in the fate go and is um you know they all have their own kind of uh currency in their own respective games of course but you said you played a one piece treasure cruise right did you stop yeah. playing it or what i did Got bored of it why is that um i don't know i think uh, the thing about my phone i don't like being on it you know mm-hmm. and then like 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 making one piece treasure was making me be on it and so like i don't know so i just kind of deleted it like oh, i kind of don't like be on my phone i I don't know i like i feel like i'm not opposed to mobile gaming it's probably like the future because everybody has a cell phone why not put right. video games on them you know makes sense right i mean of course but like, Fortnite and you um, know, PUBG stuff like that right yeah things i feel like we're like at the very early like i think things are gonna ramp up real fast you know but i don't know I didn't like. I didn't dislike the game. I just, I don't know. I I wasn't like too too into it. Where like I was like willing to keep it. If that makes okay, sense. for sure. Yeah, I mean, I thought the reason you erased it because you heard of the scandal that happened with One Piece Treasure Cruise. No, what was the scandal? That's crazy. All right, so the in the in the Japan version of One Piece Treasure Cruise, the chance of getting the character you want is like point five percent, point zero five percent. Yeah, and in the U.S., it's like point zero zero one percent chance of getting it right. Oh my god! So even less of a chance. And then, and then it was um, you know, after the whole you remember the whole loot box system, right? When it was like people were like, oh, you have to reveal, you know, the chance of getting stuff now. It's like a law now. Yeah. Remember, remember that? Yeah. So One Piece revealed their shit, which was that zero point zero zero one. Not only that, they also revealed that the more money you spend, the less of a chance you have to get the character. No way. Yeah. And that was only in one piece. So I remember I told Edgar, our cousin, which he was a big fan of that. And I think, you know, he he kind of figured because he spent a lot of money on the game himself and he was probably getting triggered. And I think he stopped playing it as well. Damn. Yeah. How about that one for you, dude? That's fucked up, huh? That's so fucked up. Like, I get, like, keeping it, like, thoughts the same, but lowering it just so you spend more money because they know you'll spend the money, you know? Yeah, I mean, you're already spending 100 bucks. Oh, 100 bucks? Here's the lower chance, then you spend more money. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because, like, somebody who would spend money on it once will spend it again, right? Absolutely. Damn, that's so fucked up. Right. And let's also let's talk about. So, in Japan, these games are extremely, extremely popular. Yeah. The most popular game in Japan is definitely Fate Grand Order, which, you know, of course, Fate Grand Order came into U.S. in 2016, about four years ago. And it was already out in Japan in about 2013. Mm-hmm. So we're a bit, we're behind in terms of the storyline. But that's fine. And, you know, a lot of the games come here. There's a lot of China games, too, like um, Honkai Impact. There's Azure Lane, which are Chinese games, also gacha games that people also play. 
And uh, I think, yeah, I think the most well-known are probably Dragon Ball Z, like you said, Fate Grand Order, One Piece Treasure Cruise, and they have, of course, they have, they have so many. Sword Art Online has their own. They have their yeah. own for their new season, Alicization Edition, and then they have the Bleach Edition. You know, they have everything. You name it. And the Naruto. You name it. They have it. Yeah. And, you know, I just don't think that when they get ported here to the U.S., I'm going to say U.S. because it gets ported to U.S. only, essentially. And, and it's kind of unfair for everybody else. You kind of, which I think that's why it fails. So I'm going to give you an example of a failure of a game, which is um, Magia Record, which is a game of uh, Puella Magi Madoka Magica, which is um, an anime of Magical yeah. Girls. And it came to USA, and it came out for a year, literally a year ago. Today, almost, it came out, <laughs> and now it's getting closed down. Really? It didn't do it didn't do well here. Yeah. I mean they didn't say why they're shutting it down, but I'm sure if they're making money, they wouldn't shut it down, right? Yeah. So I mean I and they called it the North America release. So that means that only we got it. So like you said Australia was fucked. Um Europe was like they couldn't get shit. But Europe European players did port it over. They ported over the American versions. It was in English. They can understand it more than the Japanese version. Yeah. So now everybody that spent money on that game essentially is getting, you know, it's you're fucked now. They're getting shut down. You can't get, it says no returns, nothing. So, you know, it's just, it's kind of bullshit on that aspect. And, you know, I think a lot of the mobile games that come here aren't going to do too well in terms of gotcha games unless you're a big property like One Piece, Dragon Ball, um, Fate Grand Order. It's unfortunate. Yeah. Wait, so why don't they go to Europe? I don't know. I think that they're just selfish. They want to just do it for North America. Really? I think that's straight up. I like that. It could be a licensing thing. I'm not sure. I'm not be. Oh, they're only selfish for sure. I mean, it could well, be a licensing thing that I don't know about. Well, here's something I'm thinking about. It. Do you think it's because of like the ethics of it? Of like, uh, what do you mean? Like the art style and stuff? No, no, no. So like, mm. okay. So, gotcha games are essentially like gambling, right? They're kind oh. of like. I mean, they're not like gambling, gambling, but technically, I guess, right? Yeah. Tech, like you know, I think we've been having a big controversy with like loot boxes and like kind of things like like that fall into the gotcha category where you know people are mad that like you're able, like you have to pay for like the skin or like um like a randomized skin, you know? Because right. like people, yeah. like you know, when Overwatch drops a new skin, you it's like luck based, right? Yes. And so, do you think that that's unethical? What's your take? You know what? I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right. I, I think um, in some countries, I know that that's probably a real thing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think some, you know, maybe you're right. But then again, I mean, you don't have to spend money, right? Yeah. That's the, uh, that's, that's the big thing. It's like, oh, you know, this game is free to play, but you don't have to spend money. So, I think as long as they put that disclaimer in the front, I think it's fine, yeah. to be honest. But eh, it's just tough, man. I just don't know. I just well, um, or like, what happens like when you have like kids, right? Like on Fortnite or like stuff like that. Do you think it? Do you think it's different for kids? Because like you know, if you're 18, right? Right. And you know that you might not get what you want. That's kind of fair. <laughs> but do you think like kids who like kind of don't understand the situation that could be taken advantage of by companies? Do you think that's appropriate or should they have like some sort of warning or like age restriction on them or what do you think? There definitely is an age restriction because I know Magia record you had to be 14 or older to play at least 14, right? I mean, what does a 14-year-old kid know though really too? Yeah. But 
there is restrictions and you know let's say you're a responsible parent you pretty much put a block on this kind of stuff anyways so they can't purchase stuff i don't know because i'm sure that 14 year old kids don't have their own jobs yet yeah you're a lagoon and you're half dead <laughs> unless you're into child labor or getting exploited right. by cuties oh god <laughs> oh god but i mean gotcha games are you know I think they're the future as well. I mean, like you said, I think mobile gaming is the future. Unfortunately, I don't like it. I, I'm I'm with you. I don't like being on my phone too much either. You know, I when I hang out with my friends and you know with people, I never have my phone now. I just don't. I don't like it, dude. Like, phones are a convenient thing. Yeah. And and I think the reason that you know mobile games are the way of the future is for one simple, one simple reason. And why do you think that is, Brian? Convenience. Well, I think it's because phones have gotten more high tech over the years, and they can actually port over games. Oh, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, right. Yeah. So maybe convenience is also a right answer, but I think because, like, you know, let's go back. Um, you know, even ten years, twenty ten, when the iPhone was first announced, you think that shit can handle PUBG? No Hell way. No. Know. You know, it's like, and now games are like, like I th- my Note ten here is eight gigabytes of RAM. You know, it's already like it's already pretty insane. And then like the Note twenty is coming out with twenty gigabytes of RAM. As much as my yeah. computer, so I'm like, all right, cool, dude, GG, I guess. <laughs> so you know, I'm just like, Jesus Christ. So these phones are getting extremely high tech, and the phones can handle it now. Yeah, they're so, allowing it. Absolutely, and you know, I think um, I think it's cool, but you know, just just don't get sucked up into it. You know, if you want to spend money on a game, that's fine. If you're an adult, you know what you're doing. You know. Yeah. But. You know, if you have kids, just watch your kids. I mean, I'm not a parent. I'm not going to lecture you on this, but you should know what your kids are up to as well. So, And Arthur. Yeah. I have a request. Oh, shit. Can you give me a short review of one of the biggest popular um, gotcha games? Fate Go, a.k.a. Fate Grand Order. Okay. Because you still play it, right? I still play it hardcore. Yeah, I love and it. And like... I think I think this one kind of have like the most notoriety, I guess, because you heard about the story about the guy who spent like sixty grand on yeah, Faygo sure. in Japan. Yeah, 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 yeah. And his so... parents already his parents already disowned him. All right, yeah. <laughs> like, so let me tell you about Fate Grand Order. I recommend Fate Grand Order out of every mobile game in terms of gacha style. Okay, if you like playing Fortnite, whatever. But gacha games. This game is a turn-based game, kind of like Paper Mario. Mm-hmm. Right, so yeah, so there's seven main servant types, and each servant type has a weakness and you know a, a strength against another servant type. So you know, saber is good against lancer. Lancer is good against archer. Archer against saber. I mean, yeah, saber. Then caster against assassin. Assassin against rider. Rider against caster. And then berserker is good against everybody and vice versa. So. This game is good because it is free-to-play friendly. That's the main reason why I would recommend this game. I have not spent any money on this game except for the few times every year, every year on New Year's Eve and their anniversary, they have a thing that you spent 20 bucks and they guarantee you a five-star servant, which is the top, top-tier servant. Yeah. So when they guarantee something like that for $20, I pay for it. But when... You know, I had to gamble money. I don't pay for it. I haven't paid a single dime. That's not a guaranteed five star. Okay. So, you know, I've been playing the game for free and I have a few five star servants now. And even if you don't have five star servants, you don't need them because this game is so like strategy based and so, 
So you can use your friend's servants to help you in battle. So like, let's say you started playing this game and you add me and you use my servants that are like level 100. They would carry you throughout the whole story almost. Yeah, essentially. And then, you know, by that time, you're already getting your own servants and you're leveling up by yourself and stuff. So then you get your own stuff. So this game is really... And the best thing about this game, actually, not even, you know, the free-to-play free is great, but the story is actually really good. Yeah. So, which well, is how also that tie rarity. Into, like the Fate Grand, Fate, the Fate Universe. Yes, it does. It, it ties into it very, very good. You know, it tells you sometimes you have to enter, you know, it's called events. You get into events that happen in the actual, like, Fate, you know, Unlimited Blade Works and Fate Zero, and you're in there as with your servants, and that's really cool. Especially if you're a fan of the characters and, you know, the art style is really good in this. Like, it's probably one of the better art styles I've seen in mobile games, you know. I mean, it can be, it has a lot of, obviously the best thing about it is the historical figures that they have. Like, you know, you can get Christopher Columbus. You can get stuff like that, you know. Uh, Nikola Tesla. (laughs) Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Jack the Ripper. And, like, cool stuff like that. So, if you're into, you know, stuff like that, just try, you know, I would say get the game, do the tutorial. Maybe do the first world. If you like it, you like it. I think you'll get into it quickly anyways. And that's pretty much a review of that. I mean, best mobile game I've had, you know, the only game I spend money on is this game. 20 bucks twice a year, the anniversary and the New Year's. So I recommend it. Will it spoil anything? If what? Will it spoil, like, the visual novels and shit? Oh, no, 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 no. Not at all. It's its its own story still. It's its own story. It's still a separate story. How much content is there, like... Like, what if you beat the story? What do you do there then? Oh, dude, this is a, it's a big story. I'm just, I'm caught up with it, but it's a long story. There's, there's eight singularities in the first part. Then there's part two, which has eight more. And then part three is coming out right now, which is four parts of that. And then every month, essentially, there's events with okay. like, you know, Halloween events. So, you know, it never gets boring, man. So it's a fun game, fun game. Hey, that's sick. I recommend it. When we go to Japan, yeah, sure. uh, we'll hit the pachinko machines. I, I heard there's like um, I heard a there's like machine? a lot of like yes. theme ones, and there's like a fate one, isn't there? Yeah, well, it's not not a pachinko machine. It's a it's a gacha machine too. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's an arcade. Yeah, cool. I'm down for that. Let's do it. All right. So should we get into our review of the second part of I don't know how many parts of Monogatari? Well, so. Before we do that, did you want to go into the summer season of what you wanted to watch or what? The summer season? Yes. Yeah. Okay. All Listen right. here, dear, li- dear listeners. Right. We shall go over what we will be reviewing in the future. All right. According to Brian, he he's choosing these two because he's a beast. I am a beast. Um, So we talked about God of High School, Rent-A-Girlfriend. Right. And then, unfortunately, since it's the summer of second seasons, um, it limits, it, it limits our choices, right? Yeah. Because I don't think I want to go back to Star Online. Maybe. Maybe so I can shit on it. I don't know. Nah. <laughs> but That's maybe your nice girlfriend, bro. ReZero. Yeah. Yeah. They essentially, essentially, Star Online is like my ex-girlfriend of anime. Yeah, you can't ever stop talking about her. You hate her, but you can't ever stop talking about her. <laughs> we always keep talking about her, god damn it. No, that's a good way to put it. That's my ex-girlfriend, yeah. Uh, I mean... The, the third the one's season, ReZero, right? Yeah, the third one is... But like, the season I'm enjoying the most of this season is Fruits Baskets. If you want to get into that, you can get into that one. Should we get like, into that instead? 
I feel like, honestly, you would enjoy that show more than any other show on this list. Quite okay. frankly. Even so, more than Doku Hentai Hex Edos? No, never mind. You, you're right. You beat it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that is. I just randomly stumbled upon that. But it, because I, it has I, my I favorite that, words. It has my favorite words. It has Hentai <laughs> and Eros. Because that's the show that uh, Funimation picked up and everybody made fun of them for. Really? Because they seem like a joke. Because after they got rid of um, interspecies reviewers, and they got and that people one, were, and people were like, "Wait a second, you guys sure you want to do this?" And yeah. Oh hey, it's but... yeah. Sorry, but what about that Netflix only um, uh, Resco? I'm watching that right now. Actually, I oh my god, oh my god, Brian. You know what? Watch that, man. Fuck it. Cause I heard that I heard, that was on my watch for a while. Oh my god. Should we go there so, instead? Should we go there instead? Yeah, because first of all, it's only 10. So right now, there's three seasons, right? Mm-hmm. That's it. Three little seasons. But the third one just came out. This is the third season right here that you're seeing on, on your my anime list. And the episodes are only 15 minutes long. Okay, so they're shorter. So they have an opening. It's a minute long. And ED is a minute long. So about, you know, 11 minute episodes. They're really quick episodes, you know? Yeah. So I would say watch it. And it's, um, you know, have you... What is the most well-known Japanese property other than Pokemon? Pokemon? Um, in other terms of Pokemon. what? In terms of, you know, popularity worldwide. Try popularity to try to guess something. Yes. Dragon Ball Z. Um, Naruto. All right. You're not going to get it, probably. Um, no, nah, it's nothing shown. It's Hello Kitty. Oh, oh, duh. Hello Kitty, yeah. Right? So, Sanrio is the company that supports Hello Kitty. I mean, is the creator of Hello Kitty. So, they have also done a Gretzko. Okay. So, you know, it has the cute little art style. And I think you'll like it too, actually. Especially, you know, it's really relatable stuff in terms of, you know, working with people and stuff. It's really, it's a good show. I recommend I, it. Oddly enough, I kind of heard about it too because of Team Four Star. And I think one of one of their members is a furry. And. Oh, God. <laughs> Why you gotta do this, man? I don't know. Turn a wholesome know. show to this nonsense. And, just... and so, like, I see it, then I'm like, yeah, he would because he's a fucking furry. Good God! He, he did B Stars too, and then um. But yeah, okay, sidetrack. But yeah. All right, so shout out to Team so, Poster, though. <laughs> well, what's our final list in here, Brian? What you thinking? You thinking, God of High School, Ran a Girlfriend, and a Gretzko. Boom. Okay, I mean, if you really want, we can go back to a Gretzko and watch it season by season. You know, season one, season two. Okay. But then again, it's it's, it's short though. We can do the whole thing in one go, maybe even. So. Yeah, and since they're shorter, we can probably do that one last. Just kind of, yeah, get a taste for these three shows. I think out of all three shows, you're going to drop instantly out of high school. <laughs> no way. I really do. No, I'm I can't like, drop it. I can't drop it. I won't. Because I, I just said it. Oh, you can't drop it. Or are you doing this to yourself? I have to do it to myself. I feel like you we, know should, we should be reviewing like top anime, you know? Well, like top anime in terms of members of the community, you know? Fine. And not only that, I feel like, you know, as podcasters, you know, as, you know, amazing podcasters that we are, Brian, we have, we have only done positive shows. You've never I, been like, you know, your show was garbage. I think we've only you know? done one bad thing. I what was what that? I, well, I didn't like Infinity Wars. Um, oh, you mean? I think, we, I think we fully gave one negative review. I think it was on health. I don't think, oh, you know what? I think you're right. Actually. I think, <laughs> I think you give it like a five, huh? Okay, because no, cause we liked Hells. No, the, we- the ending got weird. 
That was we thing. never uploaded that episode though, so no one knows what we're talking about. Oh fuck. Okay. No, but yeah. So actually, we've we been doing positive reviews. Never mind. No, no, but you're right. That's that's an episode that we should have, you know, come out eventually. But it had one of those echo problems. So. Oh yeah. You know, I don't. It's in the. I don't want to the subdue ca- them. Catalog. It's in the catalog. Maybe. So maybe one day when we can't record for two weeks, we will just put it up. <laughs> we'll just randomly put it up. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh man. But, okay. I swear, yeah. I swear. Oh, weathering was you. No, I'm pretty sure we were positive on that in terms of. What? No, we said it was Meb. We said it was mediocre. Like seven, maybe? I swear you would have gave it a six. Maybe you did. Maybe I was more positive on it, but we'll have to go back and listen to the score. Yeah, we need to like write down. We need to keep like a. De- oh, Detective Pikachu. We both oh, didn't no. like Detective Pikachu. I think we only like the the Pokemon themselves, huh? That's it. Yeah, aside from that, <laughs> that was pretty it. Okay, you're right. Never mind. Well, okay, anime. Just weathering with you. <laughs> just just weathering with you and Hells if we ever release it. Yes. All right. And then, so yeah, the three God of High School, Kanojo, Okaraishimas, and Aggressive Retsuko, aka Aggretsuko. So. We shall do this then. I have watched all of them except for Kanojo Orakashisima. Shout out to Nick. He's watching. They told me to watch it. I haven't watched it yet. So yeah. Shout out to my, shout out to my we boy. We should get Nick on this. We should get Nick on this sometime. On this podcast? Oh, dude. That motherfucker's crazy, man. I know he you listen to this, takes, Nick. Right? I would love to hear it. AKA Nick is our biggest fan. And, hey. Uh, shout out to him. Shout out to Nick. Yeah, dude. All right, well, let's move on. So, honestly, he told me a long time ago to watch the Bakemonogatari series, but I told him, I don't think uh, Brian's going to like it, dude, but I think we'll do it eventually. And, and then here, here it comes. He was in for a, He was surprised that, yeah, that I, we did a review on it, and he was more shocked that you actually liked it. I'm really? Like, yeah, you and me both, brother. <laughs> That's weird. I feel like, I don't know. I don't. <sighs> Maybe because, I don't know, because romance, like, aren't my type of thing. Listen, do you think that like male writers, male anime writers, write romance like more often than their animes? Um, because no, I feel like really, a lot actually. of anime has like a lot of romance, you know. I I think a lot of guys don't actually write romance anime because they don't know what romance is. Because like, like Naruto, you know, Naruto. Um, you always have those ships or whatever. Um, Bleach. Sure. Sword Art Online. Um, yeah, but Sword Art Online's a harem. Yeah, oddly enough, it is a harem. And like Bleach is also the romance didn't matter until the very end. And Naruto too. But like I feel like everybody always talks about the ships, like in like big one they right do, now, but... My Hero Academia. No, no, no. You're absolutely right, but it's irrelevant though to the story. They're not writing it though. They're not like, okay, I want this to happen. Because literally in My Hero Academia, you know, the floaty girl literally said, I'm not going to tell him anything until I do what I want to do. So you pretty much said, this is just not happening until I fucking say so, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I think, I think guys can't really write romance that well. I think Miyazaki said it himself, you know, in an interview when he was uh, in um, Kingdom of you know, Nightmares and Darkness, I think is what it's called, documentary of Miyazaki. He literally said that animators nowadays don't know how to write a story because they don't know how humans interact. That's literally what he said. <laughs> I know, dude. 
and he's not wrong. Like a lot of the anime are just, are just so bad. Like sometimes you know it's like okay, bro. Well, I hate like Loki. Whenever like it's like a shonen or like or like a senen or right. I don't know. Most of the time, I hate like when people get into like relationships and like stuff like that. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like he just throws off the story. But then here I am. I feel like Monogatari is kind of like the anime version of Twilight. Are you okay? Team Hanekawa? Are you team Senjugahara? I don't know. They said with well-written characters. The fuck you doing, Brian? Bro, how do, how could you tell me that Twilight is not well-written? I have a legion of TikTokers to uh to contest that. I'm so scared. <laughs> Alright, um, well, anyway, let's get right into this review then. We're going to review Nise Monogatari, which is indeed the second season of the Monogatari franchise. This anime, so Monogatari came out in 2009, and then Nise Monogatari came out about three years later in 2012. Yeah, 2012. So, you know, this is, um, this is all, so this is going to be also a mystery comedy, supernatural, and edgy, of course. I think this is where the edgy really kicks up. Would you agree, Brian? Yeah, because kind of like, I think most of the, like, hmm, I don't know. I'll wait for that later. But yes, I do agree. I do agree. All right. All right, Brian. Well, let's get into this, man. Like, you know, what what were your impressions? First thoughts getting into this, you know, did you expect more Bakemono Gatari? Did you expect something new? What did you expect jumping right into this season? Wait, what was the first question? What about Bakemono Gatari? Did you expect more of it, you know, jumping into the second season? Oh. Like, what did you expect? Yeah, essentially, yeah, what did you expect so from it? I kind of expected more of Bakemonogatari, and then, in a way, like, I I don't want to say that Misa Monogatari is kind of a step back, but I had okay. to watch it twice to, like, like it more. Because I think if okay. we would have done this review when I first watched it, I would have thought less of it. But since I rewatched it now and then, like, seen a little bit more of the series, it kind of makes more sense, you know? Right. Well, actually, just kind of watching the ending. I think my main problem with this, like, season is that, like, the storytelling is really, it's really, like, muddied. Like, you don't know when's happening where. Or, like, it doesn't explain it very well, in my opinion. Okay. Like, you don't know where it is in this. Like, you, you don't know the timeline. Is that what you mean? Yeah, because, like, the first five okay. episodes, like, essentially, Araragi has, like, one really long day, you know? He gets like yeah. he gets kidnapped. He gets um, his like he goes to see Sengoku. He, um, like then essentially like the first five or six episodes take place in one day, and that really confused me. Okay. When you first watched it, or the second time around? No, the first time. Okay, so after the, the second, second time, time I got... I understood more because I knew what happened. Okay, yeah, right. Okay, it makes sense. Cause like yeah. And like I think we said we said this last time. Oh, sorry, Brian, I cut you off for no, quick. No, you man. go, you go, you go. So I think we said this last time that this show benefits from rewatching, and it you did, know I think it's an example did. right here, right? So yeah, I, I agree. When I first watched it too, it, it sometimes you know I think Chef's unique art style sometimes you know it can get a little bit distracting, and maybe you know you're focused on the art style and you kind of get confused sometimes, and I get that, but. Just rewatch it. No big deal. Get back into it. See it again. And then you'll understand more of what's happening again. And it's better and... the second time. Like this, was, this yeah. season was better the second time. Like I really, I really enjoyed rewatching it. I want to rewatch the, I want to I rewatch Bakamonogatari now. Oh shit. Hell yeah, dude. Well, I think I'm going to rewatch the, the Hanekawa episodes. Cause, of course, cause I feel like it's going to, 
Yes, I am a simp. <laughs> but honestly, like right now, I'm kind of in between both. We'll talk about that later, though. But okay. I think I need to rewatch them. I need to rewatch the last four episodes because we're going to go. The next part is Neko Monogatari. Yes. And so I think I need a I need a, like a little refresher in what happened in the free season. Right, of course. Because she doesn't really play a, a big role in Nise, aside for like the middle part. But yeah, yeah, you're right. Okay, well, before we get into any more of this, so this this story called Nise Monogatari. It says right here in my anime's list that the synonymous meaning is impostery, but that's also wrong. So I'm gonna tell you the actual definition. Nise's exact translation is literally fake. Fake. So it means fake story, yes. And I think you understand why it's called fake story later on, right? With the mm. other sister mainly. Yeah, but that's that. I think that's my, also like my biggest gripe of the season. Right. I, well, I think I need to. I think I don't know. Maybe we need to, like chew it out a little bit because there's a like throughout the entire season, before Suhiki's um part and Karen's, they're always talking about what's real and what's fake. Um. If a fake is more fi- more real than the real, then is that fake even more like useful? Like, uh, I feel like they kept talking about it, and I don't know. Right. I feel like it, it doesn't really make it clear where they stand. I think it was like I think it was trying to lead up to this though by you know saying that, and maybe you got tired of it. Sure, I get it, but I thought it was fine throughout. Or like, I mean, what do you what do you think like the overall theme of like fakeness meant? In this season, the sickness meant fakeness. Mm, I think I don't know, man. It's hard to say, but you know, personally, I think it just means that it doesn't matter. Like you know, fake as 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 I don't like he said it himself. You know, fake or not, you know, it doesn't matter to me because he still loved them. So let's say you know, maybe you can put it as in terms of a, a stepmom. Maybe you know, maybe she's not my real mom, but you can still love them. Yeah, you know, maybe now I'm just pulling at you know whatever, but you know it, it can mean something like that, or you know, because spoiler for the future parts, you know, Suhiki is you know you know a fake pretty much, and he doesn't give a shit though, and then he's just like, ah, oh, doesn't matter to me, and you know, I, I just think the whole thing is just love your family no matter what, because that's what it seemed like. It was, a, it was a whole family arc, and it didn't matter what they're going through, no, like. You know, Araragi is no longer him anymore either, as we found out earlier in, in Bakemonogatari. He's a vampire now. Yeah. And even his friends, like, you know, um, my Hananakawa knows that, but she doesn't care either. She's still his friend. And yeah. Senja Gahara, you know, like, it, it just doesn't matter, I think. You know, don't don't be that kind of person, you know? I think it ties into racism. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't see race. I don't see race, bro. All right? We're all the same. We're all the same. Yes, yeah, cause we're I all get white. Because I think that makes sense, like in Suhiki, because like, um, he doesn't care that she's a phoenix, right? He's right. still his sister, but during Karen, it was more like, um, is she more like justice. a fake, fake justice? You know, like they yeah. kept they kept talking like, does she have the strength? And like, what did that mean? Because like, I'll, like, I think, because well, I don't want to spoil it for Nezem, for Neko Monogatari White. Cause, right. I think the author kind of talks about a lot about self-sacrifice and that how it isn't good. Yeah, is that what he was meaning towards like with Karen about being fake? Cause like, oh, she's doing it selflessly and self-sacrificing, so that means she's a fake. Yeah, I think that's what he was trying to imply because I think the whole time she kept trying to like seem like a hero, 
which he's not. Like, Araragi is, like, the biggest example of self-sacrifice. He'll fucking die for anybody in this damn show, you know? And Araragi's been telling her, like, yeah, no, you know, this ain't it, Chief. This ain't, this ain't you. And because I think Karen is trying to be like Araragi. She's trying to aspire to be like her brother, but she can't. She's, she's a fake in that, you know? Because she probably, at the end of the day, she probably wouldn't actually die for somebody. Except for, like, family. But, like, you know, Araragi dies for any fucking stranger, you know, for some reason. So, which is, uh, I think, a sign of a true hero, quote-unquote. But, yeah, I think, and then throughout the whole show, it shows that they're pretty much Karen, like, the whole time, she's always looking up to her brother. Always looking up to him. You know, she aspires to be like him or to be better than him. And yeah. and she can't. And, you know, even when, like, even when she fights him, she pretty much would kill him if he's not a fucking vampire. Like, Jesus Christ, that fight was insane. Oh, yeah, that was, I think that's my favorite fight so far in the series. It was, it was a good fight, man. It was insane. And and that that's her when she was sick, too. So imagine when she's in full power. Oh, God. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know, because, like, because we'll see it later on, because, like, the whole self-sacrificing thing. I don't know. I didn't really get Karen, because I feel like she's out there helping people. Right. But he was, all, he was being, like, such a big hater. Or do you think but it's I just think... kind of him, like, being overprotective? Like, he doesn't Yes. He doesn't want her to be like him. I think so. I, I think that was the whole point, for sure. Because, I, I mean, you know, if um if Karen went out there and fought Kaiki, you know, she wouldn't stand a chance against Kaiki. And, hey, no know, spoilers. Oh, yeah, I guess you're right. Well, I don't know in the future, because right now, Kaiki seems like he wouldn't fight at all. <sighs> well, you're right, you're right. I mean, like, in terms of, you know, in brain power-wise, because Kaiki is just way smarter than, like, almost all these characters combined. Yeah. You know, he's super smart, since he was... Well, I mean, so, let's get into the plot, then, of this first part, then. Like, yeah, like you said, the first part of the season is pretty much just... Um, you know, Araragi gets tied up, like you said, by Senju Gahara because he mentions Kaiki's name and she gets triggered. Yeah. And he she ties him up and then, you know, she's like, how'd you name him? And, you know, Senju Gahara calls her and she's like, if you don't let him go, I'll tell him to be my boyfriend. So that makes him let him go. You know, yeah. all this shit. It's, it's pretty, pretty funny. It's like the first three episodes real quick. I mean, I'm not going to go into every episode because, like, it's one of those things that I don't think it matters too much. You should watch it and for like the visuals and everything and like the, you know, the quirky dialogue back and forth. Like the first episode one is already Hachukiji and Araragi again, you know, being funny and quirky. And then episode two is, you know, with uh, Tw- Twister with uh, Sengoku. Anyways, yeah. GG, like- right? <laughs> <laughs> and pretty much, um, it seems like Kaiki is selling people charms and like, you know, uh, kind of like yeah charms people like think that it's gonna help them in school like oh i want to do better in the test so i, I need a charm kind of like what happened to sengoku back in back in monogatari when she got screwed over by the snake when someone gave her a charm but instead she got cursed yeah but it's time and so karen is getting mad at kaiki and she finds kaiki and she's like all right i want to stop you you know because he's like why for justice so he pretty much puts um a bee inside of her you know, like the the hornet. Is it the hornet, right? It's the hornet. Yeah, the the wrist fire bee, something like that. Yeah, he puts the wrist fire bee on her, and then she has to, and she gets really sick, and she can't move anymore. She gets an ultra high fever, and you know, Araragi thinks that she's gonna die, but you know, as it turns out, it's not that dangerous anyways. She's fine. After a while, you heal up anyways. 
And then, as always, Araragi being the guy that he is, he's like, can I take half of her symptoms at least? So he does. By he kissing her? her sim- yeah, by kissing her, of course. Awesome. And theft. Mm, yes. Welcome to Bakemonogatari, boys. Hell yeah. Welcome. Buckle up, buckle and, yeah, and then you find out that uh, Kaiki conned, you know whom, uh, Senju Gohara, right? Yeah. Back when she had so, her... her um, The crab? Her crab. That's right. Um, it doesn't say how he conned her, but I guess, you know, he probably traced her like, yeah, I'll help you out. And then turns out he didn't, as Kaiki does. Kaiki's best girl. And it's pretty much it. I think, like, eh, you know, I think these first seven episodes are my least favorite. Really? Of, uh, yeah. I like Tsuhiki Phoenix more. I'm honestly. the opposite. I oh, am strongly the opposite. Oh man! Well, explain to me why Karen B is good. Karen's not. I think it's all right. I think yeah. Like I think it has like a better story than Suhiki because honestly, they kind of shoved that Suhiki's part of the story in like in like one and a half episodes. Because the first episode, if I'm not mistaken, is when when he's uh, brushing Karen's teeth, and <laughs> yeah. that's that's essentially just like straight up like etchy fan service for like that's it yeah. for the um the entire episode. Um, Suhiki too was just like, like him, like more Karen, and then kind of introducing the, the weird people. Yeah. The, the other like you know how like Oishi, Osinu, and then Kaiki, and then that I don't know the, what that girl's name is. Oh man, I forget her name too. But they did say it. we'll look, we'll look at it. Keep talking, yeah. I'll find it for you. But yeah, like they introduced like the weird. Uh, I said it was like a dumb pose or whatever. I hate those. Uh, I hate well, the the pose look. You don't like that? Yeah, I hate that blue girl. I hate her so much. Freaking deadpan lollies. I hate them. Uh, her name is Kaganui Yozuru. Probably you can just call her uh, Yozuru. Okay, yeah. So they introduce Yozuru, and then um, deadpan lolly, and then yes. and then the last two episodes, like when they blow up Suhiki and they explain that she's a phoenix. Right. And then the fourth episode is just straight up about them being phoenixes and like, and just how he still loves her even though she's a fake or whatever. Yeah. And like, I think the story is just like really low, but I think in um in Karen B, I think yes. what I like it more is because there's more characters in there. Like, I think you get everybody. You get Sen, you get Sengoku, you get um, you get Senju Gahara, you get Hanekawa, you get Karen, you get. You get everybody. Like I think it's just kind of more like I like the cast, you know, because like Fine. A, yeah. a lot of the characters is like the cast. You get that good scene with Karen. Um, it, I mean, it's less interesting than Suhiki, and Suhiki's yeah. freaking OP as God tier. <laughs> yeah, but I, I guess think, so. Yeah, I don't know. I just I like all the characters in the first part. I mean, yeah, you're and right. A lot of interactions kind of like for sure. It, part, and then you have like that, and then. Car- during Karen is when we started to see Shinobu more as a, like a character. Well, I think actually in Phoenix is where she's got the more character, to be honest, bro. No, because like they have like that one bathroom scene with like in Karen, and then she's just like, ah, uh, that's yeah. when she like kind of like. That's when she first appeared again. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. when she's appearing more as a character, and then yeah, you do see her more in Suhiki, but again for the last two episodes, you know, for the fight with um. Apparently they're sisters. Is that true? Who's sisters? Uh, Pose girl and Sen. Uh, Yoko. No, they're not. 
No, they're not sisters. That's her familiar, man. That's what they explained that earlier. No, but they said they're sisters, though. In the last no, episode. Well, they, she calls her that, but they're not. she's not really her sister, though. Okay. Okay. She calls her... Yeah, she calls her Onechan, and she's like, she calls her that, but she's not really her sister. Yeah, they are like One. Yeah. Also, they're not sisters. They're just like really tight. They're tight, and I think she has to follow her orders anyways. So I think, like I said, a familiar kind of. She's no, a familiar no, to her. No, no spoilers, because I don't know what a familiar technically means, because I know that Shinobu's one for, for uh, Aradagi. Right. All right, Arthur. So here's the definitions that I want you. Okay. Because oh, the older girl, Yon, whatever. Ah. I hate how it doesn't uh, appear in Yozuru? the first. It doesn't appear on the first like page on. Man, I mean, yeah, because yeah, yeah. she's not a main character. Yeah, yeah Yozuru. She is okay. a onim. Onimoi, an emoji, O N M Y O U G. I mean J I. Onimuji. Oh God. Here, I'll type it to you in the chat, and then, but you can probably tell me in the meantime. What what is shikigami? Shikigami is someone that hunts apparitions, right? I don't know. You tell me. I'm asking you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Shikigami is pretty much like um, it's Japanese folklore as well. Back in the day, um, they used it. Oh man, let's see if I can get it on top of my head. I know it's Japanese folklore that they use it now because, like shikigami, I'm thinking of anime. They had it. It's pretty much a small ghost. Like, you know, who cares? Like, little ghost. That's all it is. Like an apparition? Like, okay. Like an aberration, but a, a little one, maybe, you know? Like, people we should, people used to, people believe in Shikigami still. So, yeah. I would just say call it a ghost. That's and, it. It's and not... what, how do you say, it, like, like death? Like, like the Lord oh, of the Death? Oh, sh- Shinigami. Shini, and then like, Shiki is just a ghost. Yes. Okay, I send you on our chat the word I'm trying to say that I don't know what it oh. means. Oh God! I think it means like shaman or something. I don't. To that extent, I don't want to be saying shit that I don't, I don't know. But oh, okay. Onimoji, bro. That's a that's a tough one right there, dude. Onimoji, an emoji, No, yeah, it's literally what I said. It's people that. Oh no, no. Actually, I said that for the earlier one. I said that for the shikigami, which I was wrong. I had it mixed up. You know, Onimoji, people that hunt. You know, which is like you know, like um, aberration stuff like that. It's like okay. it's pretty back in back in the day they were considered professionals, but I don't know, real or not. And like apparently, kind of like, kind of like a Merlin. Yeah, sure. Yeah, like Ghostbusters. You know, they were. Um, if you look, uh, I think there's a show called. Um, oh my god, um, I forgot what it's called, but he's a ghost hunter too, and he is indeed an Omnimyoji as well, and he does hunt ghosts and apparitions as well. Yeah, there's that one for you, man. Just okay. a hunter. So go. Could I go into questions that I have for you? Before you get into that, though. Before you get into okay, that. Okay. 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 Let's talk about um some of the like the okay. So I liked episode eight. I mean, this you know episode eight to ten. It's eleven the most because first of all, I think Suhiki is one of my favorite characters in the entire show because like she's a bland character, but she's just straight up honest. You know, yeah. because like which I like that about her, like. She doesn't give a... And then you'll find later on in the final season, Zoku Monogatari, you're going to find out why I like her even more. I think that's what made me like her a lot. Like, I think the only character I like more than her is probably Shinobu. But, you know, who's a lolicon? Hashtag lollies for life. <laughs> Dang, but, so, so where does Hanakawa and Senju Gahara place on your list? Oh, so 
Sinja Gohara is like one of my least favorite, man. What? Yeah, she's I know. Shout out to Nick and his favorite character is Sinja Gohara. So um GG Nick. Maybe maybe <laughs> maybe Nick should be on this podcast because I feel like I'm more of a Sinja Gohara simp so far. Okay. Maybe after after Neko Minogatari. But yeah. uh, okay, never mind. I'm always so, gonna confuse things, so I'm gonna stay I'm I'm always talk about I I won't go there. So pretty much I like all the loggies in this show. Like I know you don't like um Ononoki, which I really, really love her a whole lot. She's like my third favorite. <laughs> Ononoki? You know, like, That's the weird yeah. blue haired girl? Yeah, I, I really like her character a lot. I like the deadpan lollies. They have no emotion, just how I like women. No emotions. <laughs> and right. they ain't crying, <laughs> am I right? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But then I just like Suhiki's story overall. I think it was cute, you know. It had like I know like the toothbrush scene is funny. I love that scene because you know it's just it's over the top. Bro, it's not even it's, seen right. entire episode. You know what? You're right because like I read the light novel and dude, they just it's it's literally the same thing. It's ridiculous. Really? Yeah, they. Yeah, it's great. Well, it's, it's pretty great. funny how like how Suhiki just comes in the end and like she's gonna get like an axe pick or like an ice pick or whatever. An all. Yeah, but okay, but who knows what an all is? I mean, did you ever take woodshop? Huh? Did you ever take woodshop in high school? Oddly enough, I did, and I never knew what an all was. Alright, well, GG, dude. I feel Attention. like it's more like an ice pick. I feel like that, that'd be like more... Everybody like, would know yeah, what that is, right. you know? Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. That's but, true. But she goes, she goes runs off, and then when they get caught, and like it, it switches like to that, like, kind of like that, that cartoon. Um, yeah. More of like a cartoony file, I forget. Like, more of like a Mickey Mouse Disney cartoon. Yeah, yes, her face is like all hollow, right? Yeah, yeah. I, it was it was good stuff. I mean, so for for me this season, I mean, before we get into my questions, I I really enjoyed this season a whole lot. You know, it got eleven episodes. You know, it got you know it's it's a the thing about um, Monogatari series, they just they use the episodes they need. That's it. Last season was fifteen episodes. This one was eleven. You know, they, they don't just do thirteen plus filler. Yeah. Thirteen, and then they you know uh, make it go fast. No, 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 no. The shaft is. I'm thinking about Shaft, which is like you know, people are always saying, "Can any other studio animate this 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 show?" I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Like, I think if like a Kill Annie, like Kill Annie is like top of my list in terms of animation. Like, the only other studio that comes closest is, um, is Shaft, and only because of the artsy fartsy kind of stuff they do right here. And I don't know. Like, I think if Kill Annie did this, it would be it'd be good, but I don't think they'd be able to like, you know, show what Shaft does. And yeah, I don't know. You know, like, I just don't know. I mean, first of all, KyoAni doesn't really do ecchi. <laughs> so, you know, so, like, I don't know if... Uh, They'd maybe, be down maybe for English. that. they be down for KyoAni ecchi, bro. And, like, because, like, that too, like, is a big part of it. Or, like, it, it's a part of it, you yeah. know? Because, you know, I mean, there is episode that's straight up, like, fan yeah. service ecchi, whatever. But yeah. it's not necessarily a bad thing, though. Yeah. I I agree. I mean... People complain about Edge, but I think the show maybe is the best show at doing Edgy right. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, you know, in episode eight, where Araragi, like, pretty much unclothes uh, Suhiki looking for the scar. Oh, yeah. You know, like, it's pretty it's pretty much fan service, but the way they did it, still, it's it's, it's funny, and it made sense why he did it. He's looking for that scar. No, it's but it doesn't like, make sense, though. He's still, like, a no, creep for no, no. doing that. No, he's still a creep, but um, it's not just going to be like, <laughs> okay, I want to I wanna fondle your tits. That's it. But oh. he does it like, he does it later on. He's like, "Why, why just my taste bigger brother?" Like, "Oh, because I wanted to." It's like, okay, in this, that's, <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's his that's character. The same scene. That's the same scene, though. 
I know. That's what I mean. That's his character, and it's, you know, it works. If it was any other character, that's like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to grab you. Then no, but he just like, I felt like it. Yeah. Fucking fair <laughs> enough, dude. Take it. Take it, big boy. All right, that's pretty much it, Brian. What you got for me, though? All right, so here's kind of my questions or whatever. So, what does okay. the egg mean? And egg? Yeah, because you know you see it in Karen's jacket and Suhiki, they, they have oh, like no. egg egg symbolism. What does what does that mean? That means absolutely nothing. Is is it just know, something like, like that's there? It's something that's there, and it's like what it means now, though. In you know hindsight. It literally means little sisters now, because whenever you see like two eggs cracked, like you know, over something, it's usually referencing this. I don't know, since you probably didn't see this show before, a lot of memes actually just have like you know the eggs on people. It's like, oh, here's two little sisters, just two eggs, and like, so now that's what it means. So I think it's just a design. I don't know. Oh, they just <laughs> decided fire sisters eggs aradagi. Sure. Yeah. Well, do you I know think, what I think? Sorry. Go ahead. Do you know what Araragi means? What what's, what does like his last name mean? I think he explains it right, and when he's meeting Kaiki, he was saying like Ara as in like dead tree or something, you know, and all that stuff. No, and... that's Kaiki. It's like oh, that was clam, Kaiki, clamshell oh. and dead tree. Oh shit! Well, I mean, Araragi itself, I don't know. No, I'm not sure what that means exactly. Then all it's right. a tough one. Okay, yeah, okay. go on. All right, so what does Kanbaru's red books mean? Are they like hentai books or like why does he have why does she have so many red books? Boy love books. That's what it is. Oh wait, really? Yeah, BL. BL. She keeps talking about BL the whole time and it's just be boy love books. She mentions that. And they're always and then, red. And they're always red. But isn't she a lesbian? Always... Yeah, but lesbians love boy love though. That's a thing. And so is it like a joke of her cleaning up her like boy love books? Yeah, that's always a joke. And he's like, oh my god, you know. Then what are the what was a black book? Oh no. You wanna know, Brian? What? I don't know, actually. I think they explained it in the episode. I'll just rewatch that. You you're probably you're probably right. They probably explained it a bit. Okay. I bet you that was their full hand tie one. Um Okay. But also, Brian, you gotta understand this, okay? In Japan, when you're at, when you have books like that, like boy love books and hand tie books, usually you have a book cover over it, so no one sees what it yeah, is. Yeah, that little curtain. Right. But she just straight up having <laughs> her her like room is like um is filled with them. Yeah. Good God. And then why why is it when Sen Sengoku is in the in the um in the show, why is Kanbari Kanbaru also in the show too? Wait, see that one more time. Because I feel like they're linked, right? Because when we first meet Sengoku is when right. Araragi and Kanboru are going to that tree to put on the charm. Right. And then in the same episode where um, Araragi is going to go to Kanboru's house, he stops at Sengoku's house first. And so why do they always like pair those two up in the same episode? Is that coincidence or is that anything? Not as coincidence. Foreshadow, not, perhaps? Not even foreshadowing. Nope. No, just nothing? Like... There's nothing. I think it's a coincidence. Sengoku becomes more important later on, and Sengoku's closet thing kind of has to do with books, but no, I think it's all coincidence. So. Okay, so wait, wait, wait. Her wait, her closet has what? Has to do with books, quote unquote. I won't get. I won't wait, say why are you more spoiling than that. It? Oh my god. No, no, no. I, I was about to tell shit. you. I was about to tell you that she had like a secret twin, which is in like one of the posters for like Ozu Monogatari. 
Right. I don't know if there's going to be a snake girl in the series, but since then, Goku's tied with snakes. And then, um, Gekko Moria, One Piece. She, 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 she. <laughs> <laughs> That's a stupid ass take. Why? No one's going to understand that reference. <laughs> Bro, whenever they say Sengoku, I just always think of Gekko Moria. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> All right, f- fuck you, man. Move is, on to this thriller shit. bark in there. <laughs> I remember that shit. Not <laughs> oh my god, it's too good, man. It's okay. too good. All right, all right. Um, okay, so why was it weird? So Hanakawa and Aragi are talking on in his room, right? Right. Why was it weird for Aragi to call his sister Chan? Why does Hanakawa tease them after that? Because usually when you're someone's younger than you, you know, and a sibling, you usually don't call him Chan because, you know, you're close. You call her just Karen. Who cares? Mm-hmm. But let's say you respect a younger Kohai, right? Like a younger person. Like, okay, you're younger than me. I call you, hey, Brian Chan, if I respect you. And, you know, you're young. And, like, no, not, not really respect. If you don't, I don't really know you that well. It's kind of a cute thing to do because, you know, it's like, you don't really do that with siblings ever, and you just call them Karen. Well, they just it. like okay. So, what do you Chan Kun? When do you use Chan and Kun? So Kun is for boys, Chan is for girls. But Psych. What's the diff- oh, wait, the so- different? No, <laughs> it's hard to explain. It, it's um, it's in so Kun is a I believe an informal way for males. So like you know Brian Kun. Yeah. Kind of, kind of like uh, when. Well, you know the what's her face? Oh my God, what's her na- her name too? I keep forgetting her name. I'm finding it real quick. Uh, yeah, Yozuru. When she says, "Oh, with Oshino Kun," remember that? And he was shocked by the Kun part. Yeah, cause yeah, um, cause that means they're they're friendly. What well, does does that have to do with like like? Cause the only the only time I've heard Kun is when Sakura calls Sasuke Kun. Is it anything with like relationship or whatever? Just friends. Friends. Just friends. And then friends. So- San, and then, I mean, San so is just Chan, like a formal way. San is someone older, yes, for sure. Like San, yeah, you know, like hey, you call me uh, Arturo Ch- um, San, you know, yeah. if you were so. And then of course Chan is just okay. Chan, I guess the childish version of it. You know, you call when you're younger, you use that more. That's so why when you see like slice of life shows like Nanan Biori, they're like, oh, Brian Chan. They call each other Chan 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 because it's cute and adorable. So I guess. I don't like you doing that. It was just, you know, cutesy. Oh, I thought it was like hinting towards like, like he like liked Karen or whatever. Oh, no, no, no. Okay, okay. He okay. Didn't, I think Karen likes him, but he doesn't like her back. Well, I hope not. But yeah, yeah. yeah Karen comes on strong, especially on episode eight. Oh, yeah, she does. Um, I think, I think that's my questions. Yeah. Essentially. Well, that's good. That's good to hear. I mean, any final thoughts on the show itself, man? Or, or, you know? Okay, so, all right. So I guess this goes between like the whole, the whole Edward versus Jacob thing. So, okay, okay, because like in the first season, I did like like Senju Gohara, right? Right. But in this one, like, it's confusing because in here Hanaka was like a bad bitch, where like she's like, oh yeah. I can still argue whenever, whenever. Yeah. And like, 
But then you watch Nekomonogatari, and then it doesn't make sense. But I won't talk about that right now, because we'll talk about that in, Monogat- in Nekomonogatari. But, like, why does her personality change? Or, and, like, how did, like, his feelings change in this season? Neko is before this, right? Neko should, Neko Black is before it, but Neko White mm-hmm. is after not. it. Right. So like I said, I had to rewatch Neko White still. I just rewatched Neko Black recently, so that's why it's fresh in my mind. I'm gonna go watch Neko White before we do the next review because you keep bringing that up and I'm confused about it too because I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Bro, Neko White is so, a masterpiece. It made me a Hanukkah simp. And then this season, not, and then this season, I was a Senju Gahara simp, and I still kind of am. I'm kind of, I'm kind of indifferent, but, but like, because like, you know, yeah. you had the whole season with Bakamono Kotari, you know, his dating, but. In in this right. season, he's always like, "Oh yeah, like I date, like I'm dating Senju Gahara, but I love Hanakawa, and like Hanakawa is like the best. Hanakawa yeah. is like the love of my life. Like there's no woman can be better than Hanakawa. And then you see Nekomonogatari White, and that's what confused me. But it's also just still a difference from Bakemonogatari. Like why is he so suddenly obsessed with Hanakawa? Oh man, yeah, I mean. I think it's just because, man, that's tough. And then there's a, I think there's a talk. There's um, and I think the first two or three episodes where, where you know when Hanika when Senju Gohara gets that call from her. Yeah. And apparently they have some sort of secret that he, she's not supposed to tell, Adaragi, and like, I don't know, I don't know if that was just like a secret that's going to be revealed later on, or was that just that. Hanakawa was helping Karen, or wait, when uh, when when Hanakawa called Senjigahara, there's a secret. You say, yeah, it's like it's like, oh no, don't tell him that secret. And then they talk about like, oh, don't say that either about him, like, because Hanakawa was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna say that he's gonna be my boyfriend or whatever. Right. And I don't know, like, rewatch that scene and like, let me know if there's like, is there like a foreshadow there, or am I just over overthinking it? I'm sure there's an overshadow there, some probably somewhere. Foreshadow. But I'm sure there is. I mean, so I mean, I guess for you, you fell in love with Hanakawa and Sinjigahara. For me, I really fell in love with Shinobu in this season, dude. I thought she was a great character. I know well, that sounds disgusting, dude. But no, like... no, 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 because she's like a 400 or whatever. But right. No, I didn't even know she was part of this equation. I thought it was just like those two. I guess it's a triangle or, or cube, no, no, no. No, he literally he says. He says it later in I mean, earlier on, and I think in black he says he has this. He, so he's his lover right now, Essential Kohara, but his he'd marry Hanakawa, but the one he spent his whole life with is Shinobu. Bro, why are you spoiling things? No, no, I'm not. I don't it think. Black, I don't bro. think. I don't think. It, I don't think that's how it is, though. It is though because it makes sense. I don't. That was in this. Hmm. Yeah, we'll talk, it was in the bathtub okay, scene. Yeah, no. Well, he was just wondering if, like, what's going to happen, if, like, if they're going to die or whatever, but they don't seem like... I don't know. I choose to ignore that. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Fine. Well, it's because they, I mean... they pushed it hard, because, like, even Kanboru, when, when he's cleaning the room, yeah. she said that he's going to marry Hanekawa and that, like, that, like, Sengoku and Kanboru were going to be his mistresses or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And he also says that Sengoku is going to be his final boss. I don't know if that's foreshadow, but oh man, yeah, they did say that, huh? Oh shit, bro! I don't. Sometimes you don't notice like foreshadow in the season because like 
in um in Karen B, they casually mention um they they casually mention a phoenix. Yeah. And then and then the next thing they they cut to like Suhiki laughing and like it's kind of subtle, but when you watch it later, you kind of understand why like that little smirk. Right, and it's also in the opening of a uh, a Suhiki Phoenix when she's dancing around. They have a scene where her like half of her body's blown up as well, gone. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know what I hate about the openings, about these two what? specific openings, is that Araragi is so creepy in them. <laughs> like, like you, like he's not like they don't show his full face or anything. He's just like blacked out and like he's he's just like standing there, like in the. Yeah. It happens very early in Suhiki's and then at the end, I think that's like the last scene. You just see Araragi just like covered in bees and just like looking really cute, creepy or whatever. Oh yeah. I guess yeah, yeah, right. I mean, maybe that's the point because he's kind of like into his sister, so it's kind of like, got to be creepy, I guess. Yeah, I don't but, I don't know what that is. And then that one scene in the opening too is he's like he's huge and his mouth open and Suhiki's just sitting in his mouth. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, you know, just weird stuff like that. I mean, that's the point of the show, man. You know, it's it's gonna be weird stuff. I'm sure it's just a weird art choice. You know what I also like? I also like the kind of like the the subtle hints to other animes or whatever. Yeah, the, the JoJo reference in uh, season one. What what was the JoJo reference? Uh, when Senju Gahara is like taking off her shirt and she has the pose of the Pillarman when he goes to space. Yeah, she does that. She she does pose a lot, huh? Yeah, and then uh, there's a scene later on with another JoJo pose where you'll see um, Araragi talking to Hachikuchi mm-hmm. in uh, the Dio pose. So look out for that. Yeah, and then um, uh, like when when Senju Gahara was like, "Oh yeah, my voice my voice actress is really talented. I can play." Yes. You. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> I love that part. Or um, when he does like the the what's that one show with a motorcycle? Um, starts with an A. I- with an A. Yeah. The motorcycle anime movie that everybody watches, Akira. Oh, okay. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. where he does the Akira slide or like the Power Rangers yes. slide. I mean, the Power Rangers were in where like he was talking with Kaki. The, that's more of a Sentai because yeah, same same thing essentially. Oh yeah, Sentai, and then um the Evangelion. The Evangelion. Reference. They also have they also had that meme in uh the Bakemonogatari back when uh. When Karen I mean, with with Sengoku sticking off her clothes into the bloomers, they have the meme of you know those those five guys like celebrating. I have to send you the picture. That is like, you know, it's like a it's Kambaru. It's like you know cheering for Sengoku to get naked. It's pretty yeah. funny. They have that meme, and they have um, they have uh, they, they have they, it's a lot of references in this for sure. Yeah, I noticed that too. Yeah, and I really like that. Oh, okay, so here's another thing. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's overhyped, but I feel like the end of Karen B, I feel like they're over, like, really overhyped cocky and shit. I don't Which think I, so. Because I think they were trying to make him seem badass, and I think he is. I think we'll probably see, like, how, like, more of a badass and, like, late in the se- in the series. But, like, you All know, right. they had Senju Gahara lock him up, you know, and then, like, like, episode seven or six, they just spent, like, the entire day talking about him, and, like, yeah, and then, like, six, and then yeah. it was just like a conversation, you know, which it was like a really strong conversation. I'm not saying, but like, it yeah. wasn't like, I don't know. They made it seem like they're gonna get like fucked up or some shit, or shit was gonna go down. And at the well, end, I they, bet they thought it was, but he's a coward. So yeah, cool. But like, think about it though. Like, he was in the same class as Oshino and Yozuru, so they they thought he was gonna be something else, something crazy, you know? Yeah. 
So you can't help but think that. And, you know, later on, you'll see um, how badass those three really are. So also that that's happening. Yeah, I'm excited to see, like, to get into the lore of Aragi being a vampire with, like, Oshinu. I mean, Shinobu. See, well, like, like I said, like, this is the season that made me, like, really like her a whole lot. Cause her character's really funny, you know? She's always, like, she's always, she's ultra prideful, right? Yeah. She'll never do anything that she wants. So she's like, oh, Master, if you ordered me to, I have no choice, I guess. You know? <laughs> Stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Her fucking, her laugh, and then you know, you, you got that foot fetish going on in the bathtub the whole time for her fucking. Oh god, this this show loves her feet, man. This yeah, show loves the feet. definitely. Like and you... uh, yeah, oh, go sorry, on. Sorry, no, you go, you go, you go. And like, so Shinobu is just like I like her here, and then you know, in episode fourteen when she's in her teenager form, and you see that she's extremely strong in just her teenager form, you know, and like, um, we. You understand. Once you watch the movies, though, you'll you'll love her even more. And she's just she's a great character, man. You know, she's the blondie. She's the cute little lolly that looks like she's eight years old. Oh god. Yeah. So you know, GG to that. Well, it seems weird because I'm pretty sure that like the most action packed part of the series is probably going to be when he's a vampire or when he's a full blown vampire. Right. Which, which happens, at, I mean, before the beginning of the season, if that makes sense, you know, because they start they start the. The series after it ha- it it's ha- it's happened. Yeah, pretty much. Is they keep mentioning the golden week, which was the week that happened. The the what the year before. Wait, the what? The golden week before Bakamona Katari. No, yeah, it was a spring break. That's what it was, right? <sighs> Bro, we need to make a timeline. <laughs> Let's not get into this. Yeah. I forget it's spring break or golden week, one of the two, but yeah, Kizu Monogatari one, two, and three are the movies and they're really good. And you know, we'll, we'll get to that eventually. You know, it won't take too long. Especially yeah. at the pace we're going. Pace you're going, Brian. Shouldn't be too bad. Yeah. Alright, man, is is Kizu rating or what? Yes. You go first. Okay, actually no. Before we get to have you did you notice my bad, did you notice that Yozuna, whatever her name is, you know, the the other lady, right? Um Yozura. Mm-hmm. You notice that she never touches the ground? Yes. She's always like on some shit. On something or on her finger, right? On uh Yeah, when, comes well, in later. when she's walking away, she's on like Ononoki's finger. Yeah. And it never gets truly revealed, but I think you have an idea of why she's never on the ground. And I think it's pretty cool. It's a cool thing. So she we'll find out about fruit. that eventually. Oh yeah. She can't swim on, on she, concrete. She can't swim on she can't swim on land. That's right. Like uh, Singer Pink. Yes, exactly. Alright, go ahead, Brian. Give it a rating, man. Okay, I would give it... I feel like... Mm, I feel like the the My Anime List score is pretty It's pretty fair, like an 8. Yeah? I put like an 8.5. Like, okay. rewatching it, like, really made more sense, because uh, what really confused me in Karen B is... is um. Is when they when they go go back into their house and like and then like it just seems like one one scene Karen Karen's like like all of a sudden got like super sick out of nowhere. Yeah. And um, I didn't really understand that, but knowing that she got sick from the bee and then rewatching it made it better, which made him me enjoy it more because it kind of seemed like I was missing scenes the first run through. Right. Yeah. Where like I missed something, but I guess I just didn't pick. Up, I was paying uh, enough attention. So watching it the second time, 
I mean, if you would ask me the first time, I probably would have like said seven. But right now, I'm like eight point five. It's yeah, really, almost really a nine. good. I definitely rewatch it. It's like really great. I love it. Yeah, that's good. Good stuff, man. For me, I think this is when Shaft got their confidence because a lot of their like Bakemono Guitari, um, you know, Electric Psycho Girlfriend. There, they did a Tokyo. Um, espers you know they did so all those shows look almost identical in terms of you know the art style, style. and animation yeah so nisa monogatari kind of you know goes their own way i think this is when they got maybe the money or the confidence i don't know what it was they got something their stride maybe you know but this is when the art style i think really improved you know you can and if you notice their feet they're so well drawn i'm just kidding <laughs> No, but like really, the like even just the feet though is actually honestly well drawn for like an anime. That, like you know they don't really care, and I know it's just an, a fan service thing, but they don't have to do that. And like I just feel like the character designs in this also improved a lot, and the same character design and everything. But you know I just think the animation went up, and I really like Suhiki, like I said. And then this is when Shinobu finally you know talks to Araragi, and she gets her you know dialogue, her laughs. Yeah. You get the everything of Shinobu, yeah, and like. The Mr. Donut scenes that are so you know cheesy, but they're fun, and you know she you you understand like she's been you know not talking for a long ass time, and she got some donuts, so it's a good time for me. I also give it an eight. I enjoyed this season a whole lot. I think I gave Bakemon Gatari a nine, mm-hmm. but I think I mean this show is just god damn it. This show is just a masterpiece level, man. And you know next time we're gonna talk about um, Neko Monogatari black and white, you know. And so we're gonna get into uh, the simp simp mode brian simp mode how that brian. goes for Mm-mm-mm. oh yeah dude hella hard i don't know that story you... just hits it hits hard like like Hanuk, like black was like all right kind of a yeah. spoiler for it. black was good but then white just hits and it's game over i haven't seen an episode i haven't progressed since white right. i'm excited to do so karen's haircut was whack and so hiki's part didn't mm-hmm. like it she also looked really taller. But anyways, thank you for listening. This has been another amazing episode yeah. of the Anime Fridge. Um, make sure to contact us at Instagram, Facebook, email, all anime fridge, email animefridge at gmail.com. Um, my name is Brian. He's Arthur. And yeah, let's say goodbye. Jana, stay for a while. Listen to our other episodes and uh, see ya. Bye bye. Take care. <laughs>